the state of star wars spring 2021 that's what we're doing here on the resistance broadcast that's welcome everybody voice? it is is that i don't know if it's <laughs> i was trying to do like a news guy voice like tonight at 11 the state of star wars <laughs> what like, is going on you tried to be yeah. excited but dialed it to like a four out of ten and you were like so it was not doing... that was not my excited voice that okay. was my news promo guy voice okay so anyway like i was saying the state of star wars spring 2021 edition i'm john thanks for joining us today everybody it is the resistance broadcast yeah so uh if you're new to the show you don't know what that means uh pretty much every quarter uh you know disney does their investors calls we like to do a thing called the state of star wars here on trb where we pretty much go in with no directive no topics just talk about what we think is happening in Star Wars, our thoughts on it, and that's going to be our discussion today, our spring 2021 edition. And it's nice sometimes to go back on these and say, man, this is what we had to say back in fall. This is what we had to say since then. We did one in July, and a lot of things change, and, and our opinions obviously change with new information and stuff like that comes out. So uh, it's going to be a fun one today. Uh, Lacey and James with me, as always. Uh, Lacey, uh, if for our audio listeners, Lacey is, uh, wants everybody to know she's wearing a, a big red shirt tonight. It's a sweatshirt. Way uh, to make me feel insecure about it. I am not at all. <laughs> I'm celebrating it. Before the we episode, I'm like, it. I feel like this sweatshirt's so boxy and it doesn't What's fit What's on well. it? So then he brings up, hey guys, everybody's, Lacey's wearing this sweatshirt she hates. Is it a lightsaber? It's Kylo Ren's mm-hmm. lightsaber. It says Kylo That's Ren. That's cool. It. It's yeah, beautiful. Like it just, like I'm, I'm a small person. So... But fun fact for everybody listening, which you mm-hmm. should be because it's a podcast. Uh, t- <laughs> today, well, tomorrow technically is my three-year anniversary of being on this podcast. Oh my god! Wow. That's quality right there. I don't do the math. Three, I believe three you. years. Mm-hmm. Wow, long. Time three years will never get back, John. <laughs> for. First time caller. (laughs) Was that the first time, first thing you said on the podcast? Oh yeah. Uh, first thing I ever said on the podcast was "long time listener, first time caller," which was a total lie. (laughs) You never listened to us before. (laughs) I'd listened to a couple, but not like a long time listener. Yeah. Um, But where would you guys be without me? I think I also (laughs) ate a steak on that episode, but I can't remember. No, that was a different episode. Oh, that was the second yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we can celebrate that tonight. Uh, because, Lacey, I don't know if you know this, but the virtual cantina is happening <laughs> Wait, tonight. I don't know about the thing that I invented is happening? Weird. <laughs> did you Did you know that? <laughs> no. What? Lacey, that's where we, we would be if you weren't on this podcast. There would be no virtual cantina. There so wouldn't we're be celebrating, a lot of things, let's be honest. <laughs> we're celebrating three no years Kessel of Gilleran <laughs> no. with the, uh, I came up with Kessel Run, I think. No, I came up with Kessel Run. We always go through this. I came up with it, and it makes you <laughs> mad because you didn't come up with it. Uh, I came up with the number 12, though, I think. No, you, you did not. Name of <laughs> no, you did not. We were talking about top countdowns, and I said, let's do 12, like the Kessel Run, and call it the Kessel Run. And every time you he- go... I swear I would have come up with that. It's way clever. And I was like, for once, I did. I think you it was a top 10 list and you wanted to call it like the best <laughs> of the rest or something. I don't know. Best in the rest? What? I'm just glad but, that, you know, the the whole make Solo 2 happen thing that I created got on, you know? <laughs> you just got the depending, on. 
Depending on the <laughs> yeah. website, yeah. You were the first. I guess you were the first to tweet it. So um, that's, that's official. Yeah. But no, tonight, everybody. Uh, obviously, you can't get enough of us of what's going on right here. So uh, tonight, we'll be bringing this brand of silliness with us to the virtual cantina. If you're watching on YouTube, this is where it's going to be. Just a different video, probably like like right over there or whichever way you're looking at me but live tonight 8 30 east we'll be doing a live stream hangout and if you reserve the spot we will see you in one of the rotating time slots uh but if not no worries the live chat will be open and happening throughout the whole event so tell a friend about it venture into the live chat chat it up there and we'll be giving shout outs to some of your comments uh that are popping up in there maybe some and prizes as, we'll see as dryden voss puts it it's a party I love so how we'll he see. says that. Oh, it's the best. It is the absolute. I don't know why I get so worked up. It's a party. <laughs> it's a party. See I'm actually potty tonight. training my son right now. <laughs> I'm trying to, dude. It is. <laughs> we have big regressions happening. That's all right. All, all right. Moving forward. But uh, um, they like the real stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. See you all tonight right here on the channel. Um, but here you are for an episode of TRB. So let's get into it, uh, James. Uh, I didn't really get to say hi to you, James, but we kind of graced over that. Um, James, why tell me you... what your favorite moment for me being on the podcast is, since we're clearly celebrating my oh, presence. I, I can tell you right now. Do you want me to get sentimental, and I'll, or do you want me to get like? No, I don't want you to get it? sentimental. Don't make it weird. I can make it, I can make things real weird in here. Don't right make <laughs> don't make it weird. I don't like sentimental. Make fun of me. Make a joke. The moment you get nice. I get so my hands are already sweating. As soon as you said that, my hands started sweating. (laughs) (laughs) She's dying, folks. I think my favorite moment might be right now watching Lacey just lose it. (laughs) I don't like feelings. You don't like feelings? Like nice, nice things, I guess. Mm. About me. James, remember what you said to me about Lacey after our live panel? Stop. All right. Um, <laughs> Willow of the Force is the segment. Uh, another guy who I think does like feelings and uh, extra beyond the realm of life feelings, Mr. Chirrut Imway. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. That's right, John. Um, we're going to be doing Will of the Force this week, but before we get in into it... I wanted to take a second here to talk about uh, our Patreon. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, if you like what we do here on TRB, please consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. As thank you uh, for our support, we offer a lot of cool perks and benefits of being a resistance officer, including submitting topics for this very segment, Will of the Force. Uh, if you join at the level that is called Major or Up, right, you can start submitting topics uh, to this show. And before we dive in, or this segment i should say before we dive into this week's topics uh let's take a look at uh the generals of our patreon and give them a huge shout out those people are carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers neil shaw david probus john Breesey, micah harrison jetta rosewater michael gaines beer fett bethany russ harbison kendall gellner paul olson jake houchins jeff connery oliver lewis dave hornack frank grande and of course as always val trenchkoff all right, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for being generals and being supporters of the show. Let's get into it. Um, we're going to start off right away by uh, answering one of the submissions that I was talking about. This one's actually coming from Commander Kyle Baker. 
Um, that's a tier three. So he's above what two. Up, he's above the major Kyle. levels, Commander. All right, he wanted to know. Will we learn about another as of yet unannounced Star Wars show or movie on May the 4th this year? Because you got to keep in mind, remember, last year we were told about Taika's movie and Leslie Headland's new show, uh, both happening on May the 4th. So, Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one first. What do you think? Imagine if they told us Solo was happening on May the 4th. <laughs> <gasps> Cancel all your plans, folks. Not we, that were we... Like, we were like, just wait two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, I think they will. They tend to hold stuff for May the 4th. And I think with it being 2020 last year and how crazy it was and um, all the projects they announced for the Disney investor call, I think that there's definitely stuff they left off off the list. And I think that it would be a really cool way to give fans something to talk about on May the 4th, something to get excited about. And then get people talking on May the 4th about something specifically. It's an easy way to use publicity around Star Wars that's already there to promote a project. So, yes, I think they will. I think we're going to get updates mm. to a lot of their current projects, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe a trailer or something um, for Andor or whatever. Yeah, John, what do you think? Any chance? Oh, man. That is tough, man. Imagine you say no right now, and then they do announce Solo, and then... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think they will this year. Lame. Only because I feel like Disney is on a little bit of shaky ground with finances right now. And maybe they want to make sure they're on solid footing before they announce something so they don't shoot themselves in the foot. So while they did announce stuff last year, that bucked the trend a little bit. Previous years before that, they didn't do stuff like that. Almost to the point where mm -hmm. fans would make jokes like, yeah, because everyone keeps thinking they're going to announce something on May the 4th and they never do it. Then last year, they're like, bam, there you go. Bam, there's another one. Mm -hmm. But I think they're going to divert back to that, especially with the, the finances they got going on. So I don't think they will announce something this May the 4th. Are you ignoring the 100 series a year slash all their financers are going to streaming? I have given my answer. All right. <laughs> you had your moment. Um. My you initial thought. <laughs> you want Ooh. pie bet it? I'll do a pie bet. Okay, let's do it. It has to be a brand new live action TV series or film announcement. One so that we haven't like gotten already. It's got to be something. No brand updates. New. Yeah, yeah, a brand new announcement. It has to be live action. It can't be animated. No, no. Animated. Why not? That's an easy thing to announce. Okay. No, it's not. Hold on, hold on. Well, yeah, he said the, show or movie. The question is I show or mo Star Wars show or movie. Yeah, it's not live action necessarily. I'm just leave the bet for me is only live action. Take it or leave it. So you're afraid then that you're wrong. No, you're afraid that it's you're like backing into the corner of animators. No, I'm not. I'm backing into the corner of all you're, of Star you, Wars. You know what counts. they call they call that they call that hedging your bets. That's what they call that. No, I call that I believe in all Star Wars, John, not just live action. You don't. You're not an animated Star Wars fan. Shut up. Yes, I am. Um, Come on. Everything. Wait, so what does that mean? An animated show? Anything. Anything brand new. No, you can't say anything. Well, no. We have to make sure it's yeah, yeah. It's got to be, it's gotta be a show, show or, movie. or movie. Brand new. Brand new show? Not Star book, Wars series? Not any, yes. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or movie. Yeah. I'm not doing a fake handshake. I'm just going to go over to your house and smash a key lime pie in your grill. 
<laughs> if they don't do it on May the 5th, Revenge of the 5th, you can come in my house and smash a pie in my face. Okay. Fine. But if that's the go. other way around, then I get to go to your house and smash it in your face. Uh, I should be vaxxed by then, too. So I can just, like, lick your doorknobs. I can do all that stuff. Yeah, what? <laughs> All right, pie bet. What's the last pie bet? Oh, it was Luke Skywalker. James, James is still, a pie. Oh, James. Yeah. I may do this thing. You can order. I think you can order telegrams. I may order a telegram where someone goes to his house. Oh, my God. He answers the door and he gets drilled in the face of the pie. And hopefully Rachel doesn't answer the door. Oh, my God. Imagine if she did and then she's the one that got We'd have a problem, I think. <laughs> We'd have a real problem. <laughs> All that coffee she got would not make up for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. James, I don't, what was your answer, by the way? <laughs> I didn't give it. <laughs> yeah. James um, is going to say no. Do you want to get in on this? No, 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 no. Because here, here's the thing is that uh, I was originally going to say no, and then the question was like, uh, Kyle was kind of reminding me, oh, that's right. We did get a lot of announcements last year, so I started rethinking it. But the real answer is, in my opinion, that no, they're not going to because – they already have a lot of content that people are excited to hear more about that they can easily fall back on. And that is going to be, they could put out a trailer for a show. They could put out, um, you know, more behind the scenes or a new interview or a new look at like so many different things. I mean, even if we got just a little bit more informa information on say Lando, John, you look pretty legit in the helmet. You look right out of I think 1977. <laughs> Looks like they're in um, some kind of a convoy or something. Yeah. Your chin fit in that no, chin I... strap? What do you what do you have a big chin? A Jay Leno? What the hell kind of a con man is that? <laughs> I'm gonna read some headlines here. <laughs> Alright. Um yeah, that's my answer. Red seven do we standing wanna by. Move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we got another question here. Will Star Wars Rogue One, or I'm sorry, will Star Wars Rogue Squadron, different thing, uh, which is set to come out December of 2023, gross a billion dollars with a B at the box office? Um, <clears throat> John, I'm starting with you on this one. Um, what do you think? John Pie Walker as of May the 5th. Oh. Yeah. Um, Red Pie standing oh. by. <laughs> red pie uh, red pie <laughs> the uh the pies of skywalker is coming to yeah. Lacey's house on revenge of the fifth um do i think it will make a billion dollars i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no you want to make another bet <laughs> i i think it'll be just under i think it'll be like in the 850 to 900 range worldwide yep yeah all right Lacey. what do you it'll think? do like 500 billion? something domestic i think it's making a billion i think it will i think it's going to be back when the movies are good to go i think people are you know going to be excited to go back to a star wars movie people love patty jenkins people love wonder woman i think people are going to be on board for this because there's going to be i'm sure those nostalgic pulls from original star wars that will make it feel like oh i know exactly what this is and it's not going to be tied to anything skywalker related so you're not going to have to watch anything in advance i'm sure um so i could see people going for it people love top gun so i'm gonna say yes guess how much money wonder woman made in the box office which one 
Wonder Woman. The first one? Wonder Woman. It's the name of the movie. Yes, I don't know if you're saying if it's the first one or the second one. But he would say Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, but some people do just say Wonder Woman. So I wasn't trying to correct you. I was just asking you to clarify. Sure, how much? $822 million. Okay, that doesn't change my answer. Yeah, I mean, Wonder that? Woman compared to Star Wars no, is definitely don't. like if if it's the quality of a Patty Can Jenkins you movie, you know what I mean? Off, please. <laughs> I'm not sure what is happening. All right. Um, well, so what if it's, uh, what if it's at? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying if it's at nine nine hundred eighty million, and then it's getting close, and they're just like almost there. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like your head right, looks take, heavy. Your head looks he- like you're like it moves. It moves heavy. It's right, cool helmet. Like, poor audio listeners. Um, Go ahead, John says no. Lacey says yes. I also say no. Um, but f- but for a more terrible reason, I think people are going to get spoiled with the television. Um, uh, I'm I'm kind of in the boat. Like I think I think the TV stuff is good. It's fine. I I love Star Wars and I love the live action Star Wars. I think it's good. I'm not one that's like that puts the the movies themselves on the big pedestal. I just want Star Wars stories and content and stuff and and i kind of think that there's a good chance that that whole idea of why would i pay x amount of dollars uh to see star wars in the theater when i could just watch star wars at home because i'm regularly getting a lot of star wars content uh for free it's not free but when you're subscribed to a streaming service everything always feels free it feels like it's just on netflix you know i did buy raya so they got me no i understand that yeah it's not that it's not going to make a lot of money i just think a billion dollars is always a a high standpoint only so many movies have ever done that and i think there's a good chance that star wars might actually kind of um saturate their own market a little bit in the sense that like it becomes less special um but we'll see i, I do want to say though that i have been right about patty jenkins and taika in one with the uh, will of force so my record's yeah, pretty yeah. good La- uh not last question but the next question coming from a resistance officer is from general john Reese. john wanted to know uh will kenobi commune with both qui-gon and Yoda in the Kenobi series. Lacey, this is coming to you first. Yes, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think they set John, it up with Revenge of the Sith that he's going to do it. So, yes. No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah. John, you seem to be on the opposite side of Lacey yet again. What are you thinking? Nope. I was bluffing. Yes. I was going to say, he said that he'll go to Dagobah. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't I'm know surprised. why he's going. <sighs> Because he's already yeah. said he'll so, go there. I was already the first person to say that Liam Neeson's going to be in the show. So that was me. <laughs> so whenever you hear that idea anywhere else, just know I was the first to say it. Because it's yeah. not obvious or anything. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I actually do think he's going to Dagobah. So uh, more than commune with Yoda, he's going to be hanging out person. None of this Zoom calling. They're going to be post-pandemic in a galaxy far, far away hanging out. Very cool. Yeah, it's good to have a little bit of uniformity here because I too think that Qui-Gon and Yoda are all coming in here. Um, And I like the idea of like, um, I don't know, like hanging out at the campfire or something like that. (laughs) You know, like all three of them kind of having the chat. 
cool yeah cool to see obi-wan or qui-gon and yoda talk again i think i think what would be really interesting here is if he's been regularly communing with yoda in force ghost form Mm -hmm. maybe but we don't really know that you know yeah uh but like when obi-wan gets there and he goes you know look who's here or whatever. And he like turns and we get to see him come up. It's going to be this big reveal. And in Canon, that will probably be the first time that a force ghost has ever made himself appear. You know what I mean? Like there might be some understanding that Yoda was talking to and communing with him, but he's not surprised when he finally sees him in person. That's not like going to shock Yoda. You know, it's going to be a big surprise to Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. Yeah. And, the 24 year gap between when he filmed Phantom Menace to now for Liam Neeson is more is condensed in my opinion, because he was 40, he was 46 or so when he filmed that, but he easily could have played 55 and now yeah, sure. he's like late sixties. He can probably pull off late fifties. So it sandwiches a bit and they'll make him, he's going to look really good. I think. And it's going to be, I mean, nice, yeah, if you can, uh, if you can do what you did with, luke you could absolutely do i know but i that with yeah i i think they'll do it on an, it'll be an easier it'll look sure more real i think with him yeah yeah no it would yeah um yeah. all right we're all three in agreement on that one uh good question though uh john uh glad you submitted it last question for will of the force though this week is will obi-wan kenobi go by the name obi-wan kenobi in the said obi-wan kenobi series <laughs> Uh, it may seem like an easy question, but if you start to put a little thought into it, it might actually get a little tricky. John, we're going to bounce back with you on this one first. What are your thoughts? That's I think that's one of the biggest questions going into the series. And if they want to preserve that continuity where he hears the name and he's so j- jarred by it when he hears it in A New Hope and says, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time, oh, since before you were born you got to imagine he's not going to go by that name in this show. Now people may refer to him as that if he encounters Vader and he says, you know, Obi-Wan. But I have to think the same way I said about Lando pronouncing Han's name Han, they are very tuned into that type of continuity. And you have to imagine he's going to start this series going by Ben and maybe we find out why he does, but It'll be one of those things like right out of the gate. They're like, let's get that out of the way. And that's what he's going to go by. Lacey? Yeah, I think he's going to go by Ben. Um, and then the Obi-Wan name reveal is going to be with Qui-Gon. Hmm. So Qui-Gon will say it, you're saying? Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the first one that we hear it from. That's not my name anymore. And that will be a great reveal once you finally see... Qui-Gon, he'll be like, Obi-Wan Kenobi type thing, yeah. And then that's the only person you'll hear it from, so technically he hasn't really heard it in a long time. He only heard it from that one guy who's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it definitely is tricky, um, because I think that any fan would be like, no, they're going to call him Ben in the show. But if mm. that is the case, then why would they name this show Obi-Wan Kenobi when they could have called it a million other things, including <laughs> just Kenobi. Because the general which is audience in knows Ebby, regular Obi-Wan practice. Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. Because the general audience wouldn't know who Ben Kenobi is if he, if you called it the, that. The, I the think they'd wand- know Obi Wan over Ben. 
Yeah, I, but the one thing, and I put this in my article about like predicting what we might see in the Obi Wan Kenobi series based on A New Hope, is Leia's immediate recognition of the name Ben Kenobi when Luke says it. She says it like she's heard it a billion times, and she says Ben Kenobi. Where? Yeah, where? Shouldn't say yep. Ben Kenobi. So she knows the name. So it's going to be one of those things where these people become familiar with him being known as Ben Kenobi, and it's just oh, a matter of of yeah, how it's really thought of that. Yeah, implemented, and then like Lacey said, maybe we get Qui Gon, and it's the <laughs> that's a name I haven't heard in a long time from an alive person certain point of view right and it's also the like the title reveal when people say whatever the movie or show is in a line you're like eh, there it is like i feel like he'd be the guy that would do it rogue one yeah yeah i agree with what you guys were saying and generally i do agree with that Lacey, as far as like the marketing standpoint but like when it comes mm-hmm. to these particular star wars shows like so far they named the show Mandalorian and it's like, that's a big bomb name. It ended up being fine because everybody learned what Mandalorian was, but what a dumb name that nobody can connect with. Right. And I totally, and the same for Andor too. Nobody knows who Andor is. Right. And Mandalorian, you look at, you're like, what? But you know, it's star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of those names that if you're not even a star Wars fan, you know what that name is like Darth Vader. So it's only smart yeah. for them to make the show that title. And also, don't forget, I know, like, but from, they could have the... just called the show Kenobi. They could have called the show Ben Kenobi, and people would still have had the connection way more than I, both I the other two that. examples, Mandalorian and, mm. and Andor. But also, mm-hmm. don't forget the the thematic element of it, like you know, like like Logan, you know, with Wolverine, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that's his real name, and 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 whatever. The <laughs> they just call the it thing Ben. About, they, yeah, they could have. The, the thing about Kenobi, though, is like he will. It's like one of those things they can do the thematic aspect of it and say like, no matter how much he runs away from it or tries to take on this other name, he is. He will always be Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's going to show why he's Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's why they're calling it the series, even though he's doing things that uh, skirt that history. Mm. So, I think that's the angle they'll yeah. play. And uh, but yeah, the real definitely. reason is, like Lacey said, just that oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the name. Oh yeah, I know like that. Everybody I watched that knows. first Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. Like my dad yeah. knows that. Bill Gill knows who Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. is. Well well to wrap up Will the Force, I just want to say uh talk a little bit about the time that Anakin asked him if he ever if he had a middle name and he said just the one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Keep going. Nice. All right, pretty good. John, what do we got to talk about this week? State of Star Wars, you said? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Yeah, so every once in a while, we like to take the time we have on the podcast to have an open discussion about the state of Star Wars. Uh, last time was this past fall. I believe it was around November or so. Uh, so let's see where we're at today in spring of 2021. A lot has changed. We had a lot more project announcements come out since our last time. Our, actually, our last time, we were kind of a bit concerned about what's been going right, on. It was before then, the Investor Day, right? It was before the mm-hmm. the webcast, and they kind of quelled those concerns uh, with all those announcements. So things are a bit different. So, um, you know, I'm not sure where I want to start. I think I, I do want to start with something I kind of touched on earlier and maybe even on Monday is um, just we spend so much time on the buildup to these projects and we're trying to always find information and especially, you know, with star Wars Newsnet, and we're trying to report on things and 
like this it's going to be really weird when the obi-wan kenobi series comes out and like we think mandalorian flies by in eight weeks like those six weeks are going to cook and that show is going to be gone and ewan mcgregor is going to be out of star wars again before we even welcomed him back he's like that's it that's what i've been waiting for right and so i you gotta think that even though it was supposed to be a movie which is going to be a little over two hours for a star wars movie they could still do 30 minute episodes at six episodes for 240 minutes and that's four hours or whatever so i they can still do that sort of thing but I, you got to think that maybe they're going to really invest time knowing that we don't aren't going to have other opportunities to tell these types of Obi-Wan stories in this medium. Like, this is our window with this character. So I think, I hope anyway, that they're going to really stretch it out. And maybe that's why they kept bringing in more writers to try to figure out how to make that work. And I think they do monthly releases. <laughs> not that way. I mean, each episode... <laughs> I think each episode may be on the longer side than what we're getting for like the Mandalorian and stuff. And it, it may be on a more consistent basis where Favreau's kind of like that chapter there, that's a 29 minute chapter mm. or yeah. that's a, that one, that one's an hour. This one's going to feel more like there's your 53 we'll, minutes. There's your 53 we'll minutes. We'll expand on that minutes. later or in season two or whatever that mm. idea, you mm. know what I mean? But it's like, you don't get that with this. So and, everyone's got to have like the, 50 plus. Or and something. when you have the same director, like Deborah Chow, that really leans itself to more of a consistency on an episode to episode basis. than, uh, you know, Rick, here's your episode. This is what's going to happen here. Uh, Peyton, this is what you got going on. You know, uh, Dave, you know, you, you got the Ahsoka thing. Like we're, we got that trimmed down to about 40 minutes or so. This mm-hmm. is Deborah Chow. Uh, w- working with the writers, knowing how she wants to, to set this series up with um, obviously Kathleen Kennedy and all. So I, I think this is going to be a way more balanced episodic thing. Uh, and I hope they do make it uh, longer. And I know, James, you're wondering what they're going to do with this story, but you got to figure they've had it figured out at this point. It's been in the in the pot stirring for so long. Yeah. Um, I just want Whatever they do with the story, the- they're going to be able to have six episodes. Yeah, I'm not... I, I just want to enjoy the journey to it and the lead up to it because, like I said, it's going to be gone so quick. So as we're all biting and saying, we wow, we want the Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's going to be like, you know, you get your Halloween candy as a kid and you eat it all and you're like, oh, it's a year until next Halloween. And but there's not going to be, there's no next Halloween for Kenobi. This <laughs> is it. So I want to kind of really just enjoy this next year until we get to the series. So that's kind of where I want to kick things off here. Yeah, I mean, I John, agree with that. Uh, I okay. am someone that definitely loves the build-up to things. And I think there was a period of time when we had nothing really going on. I think it was pretty much before Mandalorian. <clears throat> it was like that half a year where nothing was really going on. And yeah. it was like we were waiting to hear more about the Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker had just ended. And we were just like, what now? And there's nothing like the build-up to a new project or a new movie or a new TV show for Star Wars fans. Like, getting any little bit that you, like, get to speculate on for weeks on end. And then when the project, like, Mandalorian happens, you get to speculate every week. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, how did I make it through the past two months? And then you're like, wow, I would do it all over again because it's just that much fun and it's that yeah. it's just that awesome. So I really enjoy the build-up to projects a lot. It's just this lull period where there isn't any hype right now. It's just kind of all, like you said, John, just kind of cooking, just getting going. Um, yeah. But it's definitely not something I take for granted because we'll be here 
a year from now being like, okay, what next? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the, it's weird because I was just talking earlier about how television is going to kind of spoil us. But mm. when it comes in like this and we're like, oh, we're all excited for WandaVision and it feels like it just is like done. It's probably because what are the chances that people are really going to go back often and revisit WandaVision over and over and over again, you know? And I think that's something that you lose in TV versus a movie because it's very likely that that people will revisit a lot of the Marvel movies because they can just throw it on. Like, oh, I haven't seen Thor 2 in a while, whatever, throw it on. But he if they the know that like a to throw it back on. Well, that's what I'm saying is like even even though it's like a low point, it's still like it's not that big of a deal to throw it on and it runs through for 2 mm. hours. But if you mm. knew that they did like a Thor series that was not that good and it was 6 episodes or 8 episodes or something, like that's even more chance that it's just going to get buried. So I I in a way like I kind of think like we're going to enjoy this time with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it makes me wonder how often people are going to go back and revisit this series as much as they would if it was a movie because they'd go, they'd rewatch it and they'd rewatch it again and they'd rewatch it again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it would really ingrain that period. But it's like with a show, it's like there's so much content, even in these six hours or whatever they end up doing, that it might in some ways kind of get lost in the sauce. Um, and I, I feel like if we're talking, if we're starting off with, with Kenobi, that that's where it's at. But that is obviously expands to every other show that we're talking about here in, in the way that yeah. like, we're getting ready to enter a new era um, where like we, we talk about the schmodown sometime. When does star Wars schmodown move into asking these television questions and stuff? Because like it isn't, it isn't anymore about like these six movies or these nine movies. It mm -hmm. really is like this whole pantheon of stuff that we're going to have. That's just like, like I, are we already there? Is television already out, out live actioned the movies? I think that's, that's tough. To, it's, it's, I've said this before. It's easy to say that now in, in this bubble where no I mean, time, theaters, time but... frame, like, like, is there more content of Mandalorian than there is of all of the Star Wars movies put together? I don't think it, we're there yet. Eight hours a season? It's not even eight hours a season, you know? It's not yeah, even eight hours a season. Yet, it's probably James, closer to four hours be. a season. So you're probably looking at eight hours. So, no, it's probably the like Star half of the series right now. But right. It, but the, soon, the Star Wars TV is going like to overtake it really quickly. Yeah. 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 But that, you know, and I don't like comparing, it's hard to compare movie storytelling to TV storytelling because it's just a completely different type of, you know, True. Uh, way they tell it. So, but the the whole thing about, and I don't want to dive too much into Marvel here, but like for me, you know, I like all the Marvel movies and that sort of thing, but there, a lot of them are one watches for me. Like I have no desire or interest to go watch Avengers Endgame again or or something like that. Whereas, you know, Star Wars movies, I'm always going to watch those. And, you know, I know that's because I'm a Star Wars nut and it's different. There's Marvel people out there that probably watch Endgame 400 times. I'm sure there's people mm -hmm. who have like, I went to the theater 5,000 times, the Endgame. Well, there's, there's the one guy who saw Captain Marvel. What was it he said? Like, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, some ridiculous amount. if you had movie pass, you could go see it unlimited, basically. 
Yeah. I mean, is he just trying to meet Brie Larson? Like, I want to. He did meet Brie Larson. Um, Well, there you go. He should have just won a charity. I'll look it up just for fun. It's ridiculous, though. Yeah. Um, Yes, but like with the Star Wars like thing for me, uh, I I like to think that they make their storytelling with more longevity. Whereas I don't know that Marvel cares to be like, yeah, this Endgame. I want Endgame to be something in 50 years that they're people are going to pass on to their grandkids whereas star wars i feel like oh we, it's, it's special in that way and that's not to take anything away from marvel i mean they're absolutely crushing it now but th- there's got to be the superhero bubble at some point maybe marvel loses its luster a little bit they jump the shark at some point we're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop i just don't see those movies having that sort of staying power as our modern mythology whereas star wars like it's going to be something that generations do pass down to one another and maybe that's not maybe that's why there's not a marvel celebration maybe star wars is that thing that really does connect people and families and generations and i think that leans itself to the type of storytelling that they make so i i do separate them in that way and i guess my point is um I will probably rewatch the Kenobi series. I'll be like, you know what? I haven't seen, I haven't watched Kenobi in a while. Like, let me, let me dive back into that. Or like, let me go watch that Mando chapter with uh, Cobb Vanth again. You know, that sort of thing. And, you know, that's being a diehard Star Wars fan. But we're into Star mm-hmm. Wars podcasts. That's where, that's what we do. It was 116 movies... times. That's ridiculous. That's insane. I would argue that yeah. movies like Spider Man 2 with Tobey Maguire are definitely movies that have stood the test of time that people always go back to as one of the best superhero movies ever with themes That's a good and movie. acting yeah. and everything. Um, I would kind of argue that WandaVision is one of those things that people are going to go back to. I've already gone back to it two or three times. It's like really? that good. Yeah, it's that good. Um, so I'm interested to see how uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier holds up because that yeah. just came out. That's already out um, technically. <laughs> Yeah, so the just came out, as so I'm interested to see podcast, yeah. as the whole season progresses how it holds up to WandaVision because WandaVision was definitely different than anything Marvel's ever done before. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I would stress that like the older Superman movies, the newer ones are great, but I don't know that Tobey Maguire Superman two or Spider Man two was just that good. <laughs> I said Superman, I meant Spider Man. Was that good? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, I can't really think of anything else that like I would say is like besides Iron Man. As like something that constantly you'd be like, oh, that is a defining factor for the Marvel. But again, I would stress that I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than a Marvel fan, but I don't know if I would list it on my top 10 movies. And I think that's the thing that you're kind of going for, right, John? Is like you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, and I know people are going to get mad at me about that, but it's I mean, not even, if being... it's not even like a personal thing. It's just like, if you look at any top 10 list, Star Wars might be up there, but you're not going to see Iron Man up there. And that's not just because Iron Man's not a good movie. It's just, it's not the same. It's like, it's not a legendary, f- and Iron Man's one of my favorite ones. Uh, cause, cause you know, I love John Favreau, but mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, man, you know, Ant-Man and mm-hmm. you know, the first Avenger and those things like, I guess, but mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I don't want to focus on that comparison too much. Like the, I mean, I definitely want to talk about what you guys, what your thoughts on. Um, and we did talk about it in the podcast, recently, I think but the future is definitely television. If we're, if we're kind of leaning into that television angle, I think the future of Star so Wars me... is television, which is different. I think than the right. conversation we had in the fall, which was, what is next for movies? How is this, what we're going through right now going to affect those movies? 
And it Mm -hmm. has. You know, Disney has now pivoted to we're doing 100 new things a year on Disney Plus and we're focusing on streaming and we're moving budgets and marketing dollars and production dollars to streaming. So you can't help but think they're going to do more series. What do you what do you think about uh, Bob Chappick saying we plan on Kathleen Kennedy steering this Lucasfilm ship for years to come? Um, Did he say years to come? I'm sorry, I don't remember what he said. It was like yeah, for years and years. It was one of those like for a long time. It was one of those statements like where it was like she's she's going nowhere. I couldn't remember what the exact quote was. Um, Do you do you guys do you guys think? Kathleen Kennedy wants to stick around for much longer. Like, what what does she what else does she have to prove? Like I I, I I always felt like she felt this obligation to complete that trilogy and take the baton from George Lucas and finish that. Um, but she seems to be enjoying her position and stuff like that. I, I'm just I'm just I'm so curious because everyone's always wondering so much. And we I know podcast, she's always the big uh, conversation piece, huh? It's like, what sure. is Kathleen doing? <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, I think we universally on this podcast are of the understanding that if she leaves, it's either going to be on her terms or they're going to make sure it's presented that way. So, um, just to jump in, the quote was: uh, "He said he is looking forward to quote to having Kathy directing the activities of the entire Lucasfilm operation for many years to come." Interesting. Okay. Cool. Um, I think that clearly says she's sticking around. I don't think he would say years to come if he didn't mean it. That's a very specific time frame. Um, yeah. that being said, I could see her setting up Lucasfilm to succeed years down the road and then passing it off kind of like a Bob Iger to a Bob Chappick. Right, right. Um, I could see her, you know, kind of maybe taking a step back and someone coming in, but then her still kind of play like playing along with the transition like Bob Iger did. Um, I don't know. I feel like she's she's in it right now. She loves doing what she does. She loves what she's done so far. She's very interested in what projects are coming forward. That's why they had her on the Disney Investor Day. So right. I don't think she's going anywhere. I think she's mm-hmm. just setting things up for success years down the line. But for now, she's she's in it. Okay. Um, do, James, what do you what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we've kind of touched. Do you, do you think? I, I guess we're at the point where. Disney is obviously publicly all in on Kathleen Kennedy. And you you have some people saying, well, they have to say that. They wouldn't say, oh, yeah. They, they like what she's doing. She's making them a lot of money. She's the executive producer of The Mandalorian, no matter what you want to cook up in your brain. Uh, <laughs> do you think Kathleen Kennedy uh, agrees and she wants to stick around for a long time? Do you think it's just one of those things like, yeah, she's happy, she's comfortable, and she's going to go well into her 70s running Lucasfilm? Where are you at? So, yeah, my thoughts right now are... Because she's almost 70, I think. My thoughts right now might be a little bit different than probably where they were post The Last Jedi and, you know, even post Rise of Skywalker, which we're in right now. But still, a lot has changed since The Rise of Skywalker, even in the sense that, like, we got Mandalorian Season 2 and everybody goes, yeah, still a banger. Still awesome. You know, it wasn't like season one came out and the Mandalorian season two dropped and they're like, oh, okay, that was a one season yeah. thing. It's even better than um, season one, yeah. 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 So I think I think like right now the state of if looking back at like everything Kathleen Kennedy has done is like, let's just let's just say we all agree. We don't, but let's just say we all agree the last Jedi was a miss and Rise of Skywalker was a miss. We all generally agree that 
she did more movies that were a plus than she did, uh, and including television. So right now, her track record for Star Wars is still fairly positive, and that's getting ready to go into the like, okay, maybe the mo- maybe the movies were a miss, but I think generally people are more accepting of television because if an episode isn't really that great, they know that the next one probably will be, and it doesn't really stir up. It's true. I mean, it stirs up controversy, yeah. but I think like over time the the only thing that could really happen is if they like absolutely completely botch like the end of mandalorian like a game of thrones situation or something like that but i think with it connecting like star wars does to ahsoka and rangers of the new republic and they're gonna have this big crossover event at the end i really i can't imagine that they just like completely bomb it um well, Especially too, that, since Game of Thrones, like when that ended, that's it. That's the end for the, those characters. But it's like they could do this, and then they could still like I don't know. They could still play around with characters showing up at different time frames and other things like that. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's not it's not over with Star Wars. That's the thing is they're they're always going to be able to play back. I think what people don't like about Star Wars is the finality of being like, hey, we made a decision, and that's it. If you're playing in the television game, then all bets are off. Anybody mm-hmm. can come back. Anybody can be around. I mean, Luke Skywalker is a good example of that. You know what I mean? They didn't like the finality of it. And so they're like, all right, we'll bring him back. We'll figure out a way to bring back the Luke you want. You know, television yeah, is great there's, for that. There's a, there's definitely a danger there. And I don't mean just with like fans on social media and stuff, but you can see like trades now. And I don't, I'm not saying it's desperation, but it's certainly a want for, to drive traffic that you wouldn't have expected a couple of years ago. Like mm-hmm. um, he's great and everything, but like, I feel like it was a little below Bresnikin to like write this piece about the egg controversy with the episode <laughs> yeah. of the Mandalorian. And like, nobody is even remotely talking about that anymore. And people mm-hmm. tried to make it into this huge thing that John Favreau was this horrible person to have written this scene in this show, which when I, watched it i didn't even think anything of it i thought baby yoda was just being a dumb baby and he was eating things babies um, eat everything especially stuff that you tell them not to it's it's just like it's this want to to always have that sort of reaction and oh let me get a let me dip my toe in the water first and see what people are saying oh okay a lot of people are saying that then i'll say it too uh it, it, I, that bothers me and then when it gets fortified by a big trade like Variety to do something like that, it just fans flames so hard. And it's just, it's going to make things harder for fans to steer through. And I think it turns people off a lot. So I don't want to get dive too much into that, but I, I just hope that stuff, um, I, I hope we've kind of hit a peak on that sort of thing. And maybe that's that bubble bursts a little bit and that sort of stuff kind of dies down. Cause when you look back on, on that, on that episode and, and you know, what Peyton Reed had to deal with, with, fans getting angry about it and john favreau getting it and all this stuff like it just it seems so ridiculous and the further and further we move from it it really seems uh so blown out of proportion but when you're in in that moment everyone's like oh i gotta say something or if i don't say something then they're gonna think that i don't care and blah blah it's just this mess and then you get a big trade talking about it and just like it's important look at that <laughs> variety's talking about yeah, it so yeah. i i i just hope people chill on that and find your revenue in other ways but um, I do want to touch on a positive thing, Dem which clips. is, yeah, a positive thing, which is, do you, do you guys think there is a, an end window for them to make solo two happen in terms of 
Alden Ehrenreich and um, like I'm just his thinking age of the complaints sort of we've gotten that we talk about this too much. You're on the wrong podcast. If you don't, if it. anybody is complaining about us talking about wanting more Star Wars, then don't listen to Star Wars podcasts, please. Like, <laughs> I just remember that complaint that we got. Or go listen to a Star Wars podcast that does nothing but. I don't think the time's running time. out. I think they have a good couple of years before they could really make that decision. But I think you've said this before, John, which is Alden's getting older, and that's not like a age like oh that's terrible it's just he's gonna age out of the role that's tricky it is so Mm -hmm. my only comparison that i made um is felicity jones was 32 when she played generso and she was playing her as a 21 year old some people look younger than others though and i think alden does have a young face if you Mm -hmm. compare a 31 year old alden ehrenreich to a 31 year old harrison ford harrison ford was just a grown man <laughs> that guy was out, like out of the he womb all man, and a, yeah. he was an adult man and i feel like alden ehrenreich does have that kind of boyish look to him so they could pull it off i think they have maybe three years that they can probably still pull this off um and they only I need think there's one of that you do i think yeah because i actually think i think there's something like like a brain like our brains are gonna get tricked like no matter how old Alden gets, if you see him and he's supposed to be playing, now he might not be able to pull off like, um, you teen know, solo, a, yeah, or something. You know what I'm saying? Like a character is only supposed to be like one year older than he was in the last movie. But if they want to kind of play it and they want to just say like, yeah, he's older than he was, but clearly, I think our brains are gonna see him and go, oh yeah, that's the young Han Solo. That's the one that's like roughly like ten years before the one we see in A New Hope. Even if it's mm-hmm. been ten years since Solo came out, I think we'll still like mm-hmm. put that together. That I agree. Alden I agree. Looks older, but there's something about the fact that it's him is you're gonna be like, oh, that's this is the Solo era Han, yeah, and not yeah. the A New Hope thing. So I think they actually have a little bit more time than we're giving them credit for, just because. It's like a, a brain trick. What we see is what we uh, imagine. Or he's what time he's 31 now. Um, and he, when he was filming as Han, he was 27. And he was supposed to be playing an 18-year-old at the beginning. What? No. Han? Yeah. No, Han's 29 in A New Hope. I'm talking about Solo. He was like oh, 20, oh, 21. Oh and uh he was three years before that like he was a teenager at the beginning yeah you sorry i was yeah, i was okay. totally on a completely yeah. different page <laughs> so I was like so what? Alt- no yeah. so if, if they want alden to play like 25 26 year old han or something like that that could play and he could probably still do that up until he's 35 years old so i'm giving it like f- four years they can still do mm-hmm. this and maybe to your point james maybe they can push it out a little more so to for mm-hmm. people who say oh he's gonna age out you can't make the comparison to harrison ford because they just look different and i think mm-hmm. alden's young looks he can pull it off um and i hope they do it sooner than later of course because we want to see it like we the, the 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 hashtag exists to end we you know we because we want more solo we don't want to be doing right. this for forever so um, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think, uh, Lacey? You haven't really touched too much on that. Do you agree with James in terms that they could really stretch it out? Do you think there's a limit here for him? Or if they're picking up right after the last movie, they've got a, a limit. But if they're doing what James says, which is going a little bit forward, they have more time. I, I'm so, confident like, from what we've heard 
from the interest that they've had. They're putting out solo merchandise. It's not like they dropped it. <laughs> like they yeah. didn't stop. Uh, I think that we're we're gonna see a continuation. It just the question is how. Yeah, and when I I, I hope it is his own thing. I, I'd hate to see them bring him in as a cameo or something like that because I think Alden's a better talent than that. I think he deserves more than that. But it could be a cameo to start and then go off into its own thing. It could. You're right. It could. It could. I just I don't I don't know because a part of me wants them to pick up right where Solo left off. I would love to see Han meeting Jabba for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I think they could that, easily do it like one or two years later, where he's been working with Java. He's for working a for bit Java, yeah, and cut that little origin story type stuff out and just get to the the meat of it of him. That's going fair. On That's a good point. I think, yeah, I agree with that. I actually think that wouldn't be a but problem. But they better then, bring that puppet back. I swear to God. Uh, oh, Salacious Crumb for sure. Yeah. No, Java. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I've um, got a I've got a topic yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Um. I, I want to know what you guys think is the overall like mental state or health mental health of of the franchise right now as far as like the fandom goes, because I think I think if we were a stock market, you know what I mean, and it's like going up for this movie and down for this or movie stocks? or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think um, I think that right now where we're at, having just got that investors' day of like, hey. Mandalorian season two came out. It was really great. We have Obi-Wan, we have Andor. We know you're excited about those, but we have all these other shows and all these other things. And, and Ahsoka is now a live action character and there's rumors for Ezra coming in and stuff. It's like, I feel like right now the general state of star Wars is way more healthy and way more positive than it has been in recent time. I don't know, Lacey, I think you're, you're pretty dialed in, so yeah. I think it was positive when Mandalorian was going on. I think it's positive when new announcements are made. It's that lull period in between projects where we haven't gotten anything that people try to go down that downward spiral of, oh, let me go back to the things I don't like. Let me go back I to agree. things that didn't work. I've had time to sit on this for a little bit, and you know what? I didn't like this. Whereas you know I feel like when it's happening... Like when I'm up at 3 a.m. watching these things every week, I was loving it. Everyone around me was loving it. I didn't see any negativity. It was always the following week about something that people would be negative about when they yeah. thought about it a little bit or got to talk to each other about it. I think overall, I think we have more Star Wars fans than ever. I think that's very clear. I think that the sequel trilogy and all the other things and The Mandalorian have brought in new excited fans for Star Wars content. Um, yeah. I think that there's a lot of people that are excited of what's to come and they've seen success with the High Republic. I think the books are doing really well. I think ultimately, I've said I think several times, so I apologize. <laughs> ultimately, it really depends on how they deliver these projects. Because there is this thing as a Star Wars fan where you go, great, this is awesome. I can't wait to see it. But is it going to happen? And or mm. is this going to go well? Like, yeah. you have that kind of nervous anxiety of, like, you just want to see it work out, like The Mandalorian Season 1 and Mandalorian Season 2, where everybody's happy. You just want to see mm -hmm. that collective, like, we're in this together, Force Awakens 2015, like, we all enjoyed this. Well, Rogue you know One there's going to be great. There's those boycotts of Mandalorian Season 3. You know those are coming. I just... I think, overall, everyone loves being a Star Wars fan, is excited for the Star Wars to come. 
can't wait to see where it's going to go. I think that there is ultimately always going to be a group of people that will try to bring that down because it gets more clicks. Not just from the people that also hate it, but from the people that don't agree that give them those clicks. And that's the crazy part is oftentimes the people that get this attention for being negative aren't even being supported for being negative. They get attacked for being negative, thus getting more attention. I agree with that so 100%. I think that if we collectively agree <laughs> to focus on the good over the bad, and that's not a critique of saying you can't t criticize things and you can't talk about things that didn't work because you totally can. But I think there is a there's a balance of those things. Like in the force, there's good and bad. There's there's a balance there that uh, I don't know if it will ever be reached. But I, I long for the day of a new series that we can all be excited about again. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I, I feel yeah. Go ahead, James. Well, I was just gonna say, uh, less and less um, I've been interested in the social media element of being a Star Wars fan, and even though I'm still on there regularly. I have, you would be shocked at the type of phrasings and words I have muted that I, like, I literally have the word discourse muted. So anytime anyone talks about that word, it doesn't show up in my timeline. Because I feel like anytime I see that word, it's someone complaining about other people. And that's the Lacey's point. Like, I see, I'm more, 99% of the time, I see someone complaining about a bad person more than I see the bad person doing something. And I don't want to see that. Like there was this, there's this account called like uh, S word Star Wars takes or whatever. And they, they were created to point out bad people or bad Star Wars takes. I blocked that account immediately because I don't, why would I want to see that? And then they blocked me like, well, okay, whatever. But like, I don't want to see people shoving bad things in my face. So why would I want to see an account that, uh, that is dedicated to that? You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't anything personal to that person. I was just, no thanks. But I, I, and that's why that's how I treat our podcast. Like, I feel like a lot of people feel like Twitter is Star Wars fandom, and it's just not. It is a very minor percentage of what Star Wars fans are like. And the only way to remind yourself of that is like going out and really talking to real people who like Star Wars. That's why I think the movie theater experience is still going to be very important for Star Wars fans. Stuff like celebration. Anytime you can get face to face, real inter interactions with real Star Wars fans, real Star Wars families. I mean, the, the kids that would, you know, come up to us after our panels and, and stuff like that, like the future generations of Star Wars fans, uh, like that, that's the real Star Wars fandom. And I agree with Lacey that there's more fans now than ever. And I can't wait for this new generation who were five when The Force Awakens came out in 10 years to be the new podcasters and the bloggers and the sequel trilogy is going to get this huge monumental redemption. And they're, you know, the people who complain about the people who hate the prequels are going to be the people they're going to become the villain they're going to be the ones who now who who hate you know jj abrams or hate ryan johnson they're going to be the cranky old people uh so it's just that it's history repeats itself but i like the fact that um i think the future is very bright for star wars fandom and we're going to get more content than we've ever had before so it's a great time to be a star wars fan and i like the fact that three of us i take pride in the fact that we uh we are critical and you know but we do it with respect and i think our you get you get and you deserve the type of audience that you put out if that makes sense so the type of vibe you put out is what you, the type of people you draw to yourself so if you find yourself surrounded by people who are constantly negative 
bringing stuff down and it, it, it's all a bummer and complaining about this that's wrong i hate this that's what you're putting out and that's the type of magnet that you're pulling towards you so i take pride in the fact that the three of us have uh have shepherded this ship in a kind of a way that if you look at our audience and all of our people they're all kinds of star wars fans all oh, they like this they like that they may disagree on things but everyone uh gets along and, and so from from where we are here in the base star wars fandom looks good to me yeah, I think the big yeah. thing that we've always focused on is respect. If you respect others for their opinions, they'll respect your opinions. The three of us alone have so many things that we don't agree upon all the time. Mm-hmm. And like yep. sometimes we get heated and a little defensive, but that's okay because we all just care about this thing so much. And I think what gets lost in translation and text and online is that there is that loss of tone and that loss of being face to face with someone and realizing that they just care as much as you do. And I think that that's something that we always kind of highlight and put out there is like, we respect you no matter what your opinion is, as long as you're respectful back and not just to us, but to people also that are engaging with our content. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, just to, to go back to what I was saying and just about the fandom in general being, in my personal opinion, kind of on like the, the up and up is just because I, I think like if you were to make that that graph chart, that line graph or whatever, you know, of the time, it's like, like when was when was fandom like at its absolute lowest point, um, you know, and, and it feels at times like it was it was that last Jedi era. And then maybe it took a dip again around, you know, even Solo and 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 Rise of Skywalker potentially again. But it's like I feel like right now we're in this kind of state where we're like we're we're sort of past that, and the future that we're looking forward to is is positivity around the the Disney Plus shows that are coming up instead of like oh my god they're gonna botch all that too, you know they're gonna mess, Disney's gonna mess that stuff up too. I think there's there's more of this positive notion towards that content coming you know uh lando and and ahsoka and the acrolyte like we don't even really know what that is but we're like open to the idea and then the movies that are coming out like i think generally people are like oh a rogue squadron movie cool no pressure you know oh taika watini yeah he's great you know cool like i don't think there's any pressure on that stuff and right now i think like if you were to say like you know maybe this the the fandom is healing. We're in a state of healing where we're like, cool, we went through some rough times, but I think like right now we're very neutral and we're, we're looking forward to what is happening. And last time we had this talk, we weren't really there because we didn't have that investors meeting. And we're like, we don't know what's going on. We feel yeah, like yeah. they might be done. And like, and you know, we're going to get a show here a or there every once in a while, but yeah. yeah. And then it's like right now it's like, oh, okay. So they have stuff and, and we just got that Kathleen Kennedy announcement again. It's like, no, we're looking forward to her doing stuff long term for us. So it's like, you know, okay, maybe that that is negative to some people, but it's almost kind of like a thing like, but the the future is television. And so far it seems like you've liked what we've done with television. Mm-hmm. So that's going to continue. And I think generally, even the people who hated Last Jedi or whatever – are, are st- the sequel trilogy i should say are still like all right <laughs> i think in general because they're okay with the idea of the television and not all the pressure on the on the the heightened movies that ended the skywalker saga and all this i think that was a rough period where you just weren't going to have people it, uh, uh, own social media accounts 
and still like bury their opinions on these movies that mean so much to them you know it's just not gonna happen the only the only thing i i think and i know we're up on time a little bit here so we'll probably get a Give final thoughts soon, but the only thing I can't see in Endgame for is the the Last Jedi, like that is still raw. Anytime it comes up, it trends because people who hate it talk about it, and people who love it, um, some who may be even more hard to listen to than people who hate it. Uh, they maybe I'm go wrong though, it. but 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 it's... but clearly it's less than it was, right? I don't know, man. I feel like you TLJ, think it's just the same off. amount of people talking and, and 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 discussion around it as as after it came out. I'm not saying ju- I'm not saying just as much. I just feel like it hasn't gone away. Yeah, it's just, anytime that movie comes up, it's not like okay, we we've made peace. It's just always this. I mean, my manager made a joke about it in my Schmodown match with Evan. She was like, "Don't let anybody yeah, know his favorite did. movie is The Last Jedi." <laughs> Which, first of all, that's <laughs> Lol, yeah. But, yeah, it's just it's just it's always going to be that hot button thing, and maybe one day that changes. Like I, I hope so because I, I still like and it's only because but... it is a hot button, by the way. Nothing against Evan Lincoln Last Jedi. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, um, and okay. My, my thing is, even if it is a hot button thing, it's going to fall into that, that territory of like, oh man, the Star Wars holiday special. That's terrible. We all agree, but it's like, oh, yeah. well, but we're not going to sit there and like really bash it. It's kind of falling into right. that territory of like mm-hmm. it is what it is and it was su- it sucked we all agree but you know it that might not be true we not, so, not all agree but yeah it'll state, go away. state of star wars we covered uh obi-wan kenobi and enjoying the ride to that we talked about you know kathleen kennedy looks like she's here to stay we talked about the progression of the tv side of things looking forward to the new movies without the baggage we talked about solo and whether it has a window they need to get to in order to make it happen um we talked about fandom oh we covered a lot of stuff here and a lot of good points i think mm-hmm. it's it's nice to be able to put our stamp on this is trb's thoughts in spring of 2021 any last thoughts before we move on to uh, resistance transmissions from either one of you i'm excited to see what our summer one is going to be because that will be after may the 4th mm-hmm. sure after other one stuff, of us so. is getting a pie in the face <laughs> it's gonna be you <laughs> Um, no, I'm excited the, to see because it's like six months from now, so we'll see where yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the only doubt. thing, and I'll I'll ride neutral here. The only things we didn't really talk about, I don't think, is we didn't talk about animated Star Wars, um, mm. and we didn't That's really talk point. about book and publishing. I actually feel like the animated Star Wars is probably not looking too promising right now. We have Bad Batch that's coming up, and that could be cool, but. It's not a whole lot that we're looking at to really make us be like, oh, and then they're going to do this, and then they're going to do that. So we're not really super excited on it. But as far as the publishing end goes, I feel like right now, generally, while it's maybe not hitting it, it, I don't know if it's hitting as strong as they would like it to or not, but I feel like generally people have accepted the High Republic to be decent, and they're kind of excited about the way that that it could end up going down the line. So there's something to look forward to, whereas in the past, it has always felt like it's like, I don't know. They'll they'll do another Poe book or they'll do another Thrawn book, whatever you know. And right now, it feels like they're kind of cultivating a publishing era that is um, something to look forward to um, to see how uh, they get into it and see how it all comes together and wraps up before we get to 
the live action, you know. <laughs> I mean, we, we can uh, only hope. Acrylite, yeah. Next time we do this, the summer edition, we're talking about a brand new Padme trilogy of books. Um, you, one can only hope. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, I kid. Um, all right, cool. Um, Lacey, anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, now it's your time to shine. I know you're probably running on fumes, but yes. Resistance Transmissions is the name of the game. It is. Guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, and then you guys give your answers, and you get a shot to be on the show. I have been taking French lessons, so eventually I will be able to say this in French. All right. First up, scenario is... Caption this photo of the maker, George Walton Lucas Jr., and we'll read as many as we can on the podcast. And then there's a note for me, which I will not read out loud. The picture is George in a plaid <laughs> shirt with sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very like tropical Skittles plaid shirt. Yeah, it's like red, green, blue. Yeah. Yeah. It's not his standard like pinpoint. one-tone... I can't no. pinpoint what looks different about him, but he looks different in this photo. Yeah. Looks like he still has like his, his hair shorter or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First up is Skywalker at Dog Skywalker. What's up? They said, this man is why I never grew up. I like that. That's nice. sweet. <laughs> Next is Rez at Real Rez Ludub. What up, Rez? Rez said, Doc Brown's voice. Roads where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> it kind of does nice. look a little bit Doc Brownie. Yeah. Next is Geo at Geo underscore was underscore here, who says, like insert kind of like stage direction, sees dinosaurs mm. for the first. <laughs> My God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sees dinosaurs for the first time. Next is Anthony Goodman at Ant Goodman, and Anthony said, "Wait till they hear about the McClunky line. They're gonna go crazy." laughs sinisterly rolling on the floor laughing <laughs> next is mellow hey mellow at a gray jedi who said in miami this is my summer flannel <laughs> I vibe on nice. that. next is aaron gould at i am aaron gould what up aaron aaron said i feel the need the need for speed but originally, I couldn't attain the speed that I wanted to do. But now with technology, I can go back and make it the speed I always intended to be. Also, Greedo speeds first. <laughs> I like Is Aaron it. Oh. the one that I called a girl and it's not a girl? I think so. Aaron, yeah, welcome back right. on my anniversary show. That yeah. reminds me, There's this. there was an episode of Doug where he was at his grandma's house and on the sign, she had something that said, keep it simple. And then like right below it, it says, it doesn't need to be extra complicated. You don't need to go into any extra <laughs> thing. Like, <laughs> just keep it simple. Simple, simple, I said, or something like that. That's how it ends. Mm -hmm. And last but not least is Zach That's Slater awesome. the fourth at Zach Slater four, who said- Jack. Oh, sorry, Jack. I'm saying I'm thinking saved by the bell. Anyway, <laughs> Jack, what up, Jack? Jack said, "Deal with it," like the meme, like Dini. Oh, dun, dun. yeah, that's good. I like that. Well done, yeah. guys. Thank you so much. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at r b a t s w n n and look for the situation. And then also, 
feel free to follow us on Instagram at the resistance broadcast where we share your reviews of the episodes and tag your stuff and share your photos. It's a good time. John. Yes. So um, before we get into the normal stuff tonight, again, 830, uh, you have not enough TRB yet. So tonight, 830 on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. Tell a friend we're having the virtual cantina party. It's a party. We're going to hang out, have a good time, bring your drinks, bring your friends, head to the live chat. If bring your yeah your TRB bites the resistance bites and uh, if you have a spot and you're going to be on the stream, bring your drinks, bring your favorite shirt. If you have a TRB shirt, wear one of our mm-hmm. uh, shirts. That'd be cool. Uh, and if you'd like, just remember the virtual cantina merch is going to be available during the cantina. So for the ninety minutes, if you haven't gotten one yet during the last one, that will be available. So those doors will be open. Uh, but more importantly, we just hope you show up, come hang out, have fun. And it's uh, it's always that nice, refreshing reminder that Star Wars is a good time when you're around good people. All are welcome. Bring all your friends who like Star Wars and let's have a good time. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the podcast because we will be back again on Monday with a regular episode every Monday and Thursday. And again, whether that's YouTube or on your preferred audio app. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. If we're not on there, let us know. We'll be sure to get on there for you. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and StarWarsNewsNet.com and my movie podcast on all podcast apps, just like the movies. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks and also becoming the long-awaited that I always knew I could be Fast and Furious fan because I bought all the movies and I've now officially watched one, two, three, four, five, six, and part of seven. And I get it now. Justice for Han, guys. I love Han. Tokyo Drift. It's it's my favorite Fast and the Furious movie. (laughs) After you watch six, it's like I have to go back and watch three again. Tokyo Drift is so good. I don't know. This got away from me, guys. I I podcast a quarter mile at a time. (laughs) That's all I can say. Um, We hope you have a great weekend. We hope we see most of you tonight. Uh, But either way, we'll be back Monday morning with another episode right here on TRB. We'll see you around, kids.